1: Preacher fans, the only dudes who could ever teach me Were some guys who were Preacher fans Yes, they were, they were
2: Oh, yes, they were
1: That's a podcast theme right there
0: Welcome to Preacher Man, a podcast about AMC's hit show and very religious show, Preacher. I'm Alex... (laughs)
1: I'm Justin.
0: I'm Pete, and we are recapping the eighth episode of the first season. Of Finish the song. It's not quite time for the song to be over yet. Uh, there's still one more episode to go after this, but we're we're getting there. We're pretty close. So
2: it's, ta- it's time to come to Jesus. Oh uh, uh, yeah, this is the. There's ten eps in the first season, so this would be the ninth episode. But
1: Great. there was a zero episode, Pete. You can't yeah, forget. I
2: know, but I want to keep uh, Selvin's bit going, so I didn't want to l- yeah. let it die. I,
0: did you notice how I didn't do that bit
2: this yeah, episode? Yeah, exactly. I did notice that. Oh, so
1: yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not a bit. A bit implies <laughs> some sort of a comedic force behind it. That's just no, like a mistake.
2: I think the definition of a bit is a reoccurring uh, thing. It doesn't necessarily have to have comedic. Uh,
1: I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call the
2: sunrise a bit. And that's the- <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a fantastic bit Cracks me up every time I see it Really? Great bit, great bit, God The sunrise <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah God hilarious. has a lot of running bits going on Sunrise, yeah. sunset Lizards, death, death. Yeah, Liz- Lizards and death That's uh, By the way, are you guys coming out To my metal show tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> lizards <Yeah>. and death
1: <laughs> yeah, Would you network. say it's, he- it's Heavy metal or more of light metal?
0: It's, it's like a light, light rock alternative to metal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be great. Styling's of Alex Albin.
0: Yeah, I just don't want to be too aggressive with my metal album. Uh, but this is a pretty aggressive episode of Preacher, so we should talk about it. There's probably a lot of stuff you need to know, uh, but the two main things you probably need to know going into this episode. One, there is a cowboy that we have been following every once in a while back in time uh, who went to a town called Ratwater to get medicine for his family due to various circumstances beyond his control and at least one circumstance in his control. uh, He arrived too late to save his family so they died uh, mainly because the people in Ratwater are assholes. And the other thing you probably need to know in the present time uh, in the town of Anvil there's a guy named Jesse Custer who has the power to control people with his voice using a being called Genesis that lives inside of him. Uh, And he has ended up in a right spot of trouble and has promised to get out of that trouble that he is going to bring God to Anvil. So that's kind of where we are at the top of the episode. Uh, Let's talk about the cowboy first, because some big stuff happens with him. What do you think about everything that happened in Ratwater? Both of the scenes. I
1: love, Uh, I love cowboy. Oh, yeah? You're a big fan of Cowboy? Huge. I've been loving Cowboy since day one. Oh. Uh, all this stuff was shot so well. Uh, you never see a, a man in a saloon just singing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's always like some idiot on the piano and a bunch of like women running around and cowboys like shooting in the air and stuff. This right. is just a nice, like calm solo. And the whole saloon was riveted by it.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, I think, honestly, Westworld could learn a thing or two from this scene, have more singing,
1: uh, more musical. That's I, yeah. I was going to make that same reference later in the episode. <laughs> this is like watching the whole season of Westworld in, like, five minutes. It was yeah, wh- it was better.
2: Yeah, <laughs> which brings me to my point, why even talk about Westworld? Uh, but, yeah, I agree with you, Justin. The, the the It's nice to see the power of song just... You know, it really focuses everybody. It's They're like, yeah, let's all stop what we're doing and just appreciate the beauty of this voice. Yeah, I, I thought it was very powerful and really well done.
1: I hope someday when a murderous uh, man enters the room I'm in, I can win him over and be the last one to die by telling some jokes or well, Whatever. it's been
0: working with you on this podcast for the past 10 years. So. <laughs> it's true.
2: It's true. <laughs> Real quick, before you shoot me, uh, I'd like to uh, go into a quick monologue because I'm a classically trained actor.
1: <laughs> I mean, he, that guy got to go down last. What a win. Uh, hu- is that, huge is win. that a win? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, you have a couple of extra seconds while you're singing to think about a, a way of getting out of that, but... He's not going to. The cowboy is the butcher of Gettysburg, which certainly implies that not a lot of people are getting away. And just in case it isn't clear, if you didn't watch the episode for whatever reason, uh, the cowboy slaughters everybody in the saloon. Everybody in the saloon. Yeah, uh, and it's pretty horrifying. And then, well,
2: if you're gonna if you're gonna do something, you got to do it right. You know, don't kill just half the people, or maybe just the men. Kill everybody. You know what I mean? Be equal opportunity about it. Yeah,
1: the, just the men.
2: <laughs> just the
1: men.
0: the The thing that's probably key in terms of the show here is that the cowboy rejects Jesus. At the same time, that uh, he. Kills everybody. They say, you know, you can share your love with Jesus, uh, and he says Jesus can join all of you in hell. So that certainly sets up a lot of what comes later and a lot of the cowboy's character in the next couple of episodes. Not to jump ahead and spoil anything.
1: Here's the yeah. Please don't spoil. I haven't watched ahead. Here's the fucked up thing. That piano player wasn't even playing the piano. Yeah, it was a player. It was a player piano. Oh. Like, an an asshole. Asshole.
0: like in Westworld.
1: Yeah, that great show which we oh. just basically saw again.
2: <laughs> uh who's nah, who's the cowboy? Is he
0: the James Marsden or who is he? Who would you say? Nobody
2: cares. Let's talk about our show, the show we're doing a fucking podcast about. You know, in terms of. He's clearly the man in black.
0: Yeah, Uh 100%. Uh, In terms of bits that are not funny, I really don't enjoy, uh, Pete, your bit about we can't talk about other shows when we're talking
2: about a TV show. You know what's great is I don't enjoy your guys' bits of bringing up other fucking random shit. It's a, it. uh, a conversation. You, you being angry like about it. it? You guys are bad at conversation is what I'm pointing out. When, you you're, when, you, when you're talking about people, do you ever talk about other people?
1: Or, uh, or no, do you
2: only talk no, about the person no, in front no, of it? Yeah, exactly, because that's polite. That's You shouldn't talk about other people when they're not around.
0: Oh, it's read. That's right. That's when I wanted to tell you about how my grandma died, and you're like, shut up. Only talk about yourself. <laughs>
2: Exactly. I don't, you know, I hope your grandma's well, but I don't want to hear about her. I don't want to talk about it, Pete. Good. Fine. Great. She died a couple of years ago. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, man. I'm sorry to hear that. It's all right. It yeah. still, I think about it every day. Um, so uh, in the present, <laughs> oh we'll come back to the cowboy <laughs> in a little bit. Uh, in the present day, lots of stuff going on with Jesse initially. He is uh, held prisoner. Held prisoner is a weird thing to say because it's a cop who's putting him in prison.
2: That's not really. He's going to jail. He's in the yeah, back of a He's cop. in jail. He's in jail.
1: We're yeah, going to jail.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's going to jail. Right, in route.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't say you're held prisoner by a cop, though, right?
1: Uh, I don't know. It's just getting into some uh, odd territory, but it, sometimes. Oh, jeez, <laughs> it's hardcore. I feel like there's more of a story there, uh, but my I mean, grandmother was a cop. How is she? Is she okay? She died with your grandmother.
2: <laughs> oh, right. <I'm laughs> oh, that. Guys, right. can we stay focused, please? <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about your grandmothers. All right. Jesus. Uh, anyways, yeah. So we have the, uh, the ride in the cop car. Uh, and w- I'm very curious, what did you guys think about? I mean, part of me was, you know, understanding, okay, he's got to do his job. But part of me was really surprised that how calm he was about not getting answers about what's happened to his son. You know, I was surprised that he was monologuing about how fucked up the prison's going to be that he's going to, instead of being like, Where the fuck is my fucking son?
1: Well, I think the sheriff knows something's messed up.
0: Mm
1: Uh, so he's like, he's starting to be suspicious of, there's too many weird things happening in this town. He's like, fix this, but I don't know how to fix it on his own. Yeah. He's not the
0: sheriff hopper from stranger things. Nobody knows what that is. Exactly. A a lot of people watch that show. Uh, I think he's conflicted. You know, he clearly didn't have a great relationship with Eugene and the fact that his son was sent to hell. There's got to be a little bit of a part of him that's glad he's not around anymore and then probably also a part that feels bad, similar to what Jesse went through in the previous episode where he uh, wished that his father would die and that his father did die uh, and he kind of had to deal with the feeling of that. So, So I'd imagine we're not spending a lot of time with Hugo, you know, we're not focusing on him too much, but that's at least what I took away or what I I guessed was going on with him in this episode.
2: Yeah. I guess that makes sense where, you know, and, uh, doesn't he talk about this a little bit in the episode where he kind of like, or maybe the prior episodes where he like really misses his son and he's, it's kind of, he's struggling with it. Uh, but yeah, I was just surprised that in the cop car, when he finally has the last person to see his son, he wasn't, you know, questioning him more, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. I
1: feel like the sheriff knows that Jess, whatever happened to him, Jesse was involved and that Jesse has to be the one to get him back. Oh, okay. That's right. what I took away from him. And that's why you think he let Jesse go? Yeah. He, I wouldn't say he
0: let him go. He unprisoned him, if you will.
1: Uh, nice. Uh, well, but I also think he knows that this is all building toward the the, the Sunday. Sunday, oh, yeah. Sunday, 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 mm-hmm. Sunday, Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday at the War Memorial. Yeah. Uh, what do
0: you guys God. think? I mean, this is this is getting into predictions for the next episode. How many monster trucks do you think
2: there'll be? Oh man, so many. I mean, at a God Rally, mm-hmm. there is so mm-hmm. many monster trucks. Sweet, technically
1: infinite amounts.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Dude. God's best bit was creating monster trucks. Oh, yeah. definitely.
1: Good. I think he he retired after that. that he was did. The last, I believe on the on the eighth day he created monster trucks and then chilled. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was like he
0: later, was, dudes. I'm, I'm out. Yep. Sweet. Uh, speaking of God, kind of that was a terrible transition. We should probably talk about Fiore and DeBlanc because some stuff happened with him in this episode. So they end up. Um, they end up deciding to uh, call Heaven eventually and confess everything, but they can't get in touch with Heaven because their phone is gone. Their phone is missing. Uh classic Yeah, classic, classic story. Lost uh, their
2: cell phone. Uh, yeah, yeah you, can't, cell phone. you can't lose your phone,
0: you
1: know? Right. Hopefully they, they turned on Find My God Phone right. and it'll just pop up.
0: And they uh, they end up, I mean, this is jamming through the story here, but they end up going to hell, which initially seemed like they were holding up their end of the bargain they kept with Jesse. They made with Jesse last episode to rescue Eugene from hell, but that's not what's happening at all. Uh, did yeah. you guys also take that away? Did you think for a little bit maybe they were going to get Eugene?
2: No, I mean, I also like... Uh, they had kind of a cute dynamic where they were kind of like, what do we do, How, you know, and then they're like, flip a coin. Uh, and then there was that moment of like, you know, maybe if we go to heaven and, you know, just confess our sins. And then they're like, no, they'll separate us. And and I was like, oh, they're kind of like a couple. And I thought it was kind of mm-hmm. adorable. Yeah, they're buds.
1: Hey, I would go to hell if it meant keeping us together.
2: Oh, Wow. wow. Wow, super sweet too. Uh,
0: I wonder if you could Skype from hell, so we could keep keep <laughs> it doing the podcast. Certainly sounds like the quality of this Skype call is coming from hell.
1: <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I think I am in hell. Oh. Uh I thought that they were going to go get Eugene as well to try to uh, bargain with with Jesse and sort of complete the deal they made or last time. Yeah, seal um, the deal. Uh, I loved uh the seat right before
2: that Jesse happened.
0: Oh wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I want to pause for a second. Pete, uh what were you just laughing at there?
2: Uh you you uh, you made some kind of weird noise. You were—it's a, tra- it, a trap, Pete. <laughs> I know it's a trap. I realized that as he asked me that. But yeah, but I was laughing at what you said as much as the fact that you were kind of like, woo, woo. yeah, I yeah. yeah. But was what, what were you were—what did I say? What did I say that you were laughing at? Pete? I don't. I don't know. I didn't get the reference because I don't. It wasn't anything to do with preacher. But I just thought it was funny because you changed your voice. You were so, laughing
0: at a Seinfeld reference, and you knew
1: it. You asshole! I did
2: not know it. God. I did not know what it was but i was just laughing uh, great guys seinfeld ref uh fun <laughs> that's stuff honestly yeah.
0: how i always get everybody it always yeah. comes down to seinfeld <laughs> yeah
1: exactly the twist year the twisted ending is always it's a seinfeld reference <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep
0: uh that's why i serve pretzels at every party just so i, I can uh, go up to them when the pretzels make them thirsty
2: uh yeah. but justin I, I agree i love the pancake
1: scene Oh, yeah. So he's having pancakes in Merlot with some high class uh, <laughs> destitute folks. Uh, that's, that's living.
2: That's I living. love I love the fact that, like, you know, he's using the fact that he kind of since he is the preacher in town, he knows everybody. And I like the fact that he, you know, it doesn't matter who they are, you know, like, uh, you know, the nice people live under the bridge or whoever, you know, um, uh, he kind of uh, talks to everybody. So it was uh, it was in a amazing scene underneath the bridge, and I and I liked it very much. Well, I, I
0: do want to get back to the Fiori and DeBlanc stuff in a second, but I think oh. the thing that's interesting about Jesse in this episode is it underscores to me that we almost have two Jesses. We have the Jesse when he knows what he's doing. In this case, he knows, I'm going to bring God to church on Sunday, so he has a mission. And he's his arc is pretty even in the episode. He's very focused. He's very friendly. Nothing really seems to bother him. And then when things fall apart, he falls apart. And we've almost seen that episode by episode. We've never really seen an arc in an episode so much as this week. It's even, Jesse. Next week, maybe if things don't go right with calling God,
2: we'll see totally falling apart. Why wouldn't it go right with calling God? I mean, you call God, he's going to pick up, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah, what's he doing? Yeah, he can, ha-
1: he, he can multitask. Yeah, what is he busy? Uh, I love that the angels' uh, hotel room is such a mess, mm-hmm. and that the uh, they're like, "Oh, well, let's leave the radio on for the seraphim we have trapped
2: in our." <laughs> 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 yeah, cool. Well, that's nice. Uh, they're nice angels. Yeah,
0: and uh, they are nice angels. Uh, they read comics. Uh, Fiore. Yeah, wanted to bring his comics on board of the trip to hell, and he had to leave them because there's no carry-ons. What comics? Of course, do you there's think no
2: carry-ons is? in hell. I mean, right. What comics quite... do you
0: think he was reading though? Ooh, uh, blankets.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's nice. What I think. I'm, blankets. I was going to say, I kill giants. Hmm. Mm. I, I, I
1: Alex. Which of the the pervy comics that you read do you think he has? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was going to say Preacher. He's probably reading Preacher in a weird meta thing.
1: It's too meta.
0: Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Well, uh, let's talk about the the last scene with them though, uh, because we flip back towards the end of the episode to the cowboy story, which starts repeating and repeating and repeating faster and faster each time, and it turns out he's in hell. That's why we've been seeing his story that's exactly what's going on. He's been reliving these terrible couple of days over and over and over again. And we find this out by Fiore and Blanc approaching him and saying they have a job for him. And then the cowboy shoots De Blanc uh, and asks what the job is. Um, what did uh, you think about this reveal? How did you feel about this? I, I know, Justin, you had a couple of theories about the cowboy, so...
2: Wait, wait. But have you guys really been enjoying the title cards? Like, every time one pops up it's just hysterical i feel like
1: yeah well they've started to be actual reveals like the fact that it's a title that reveals that they're in hell is great
2: yeah and the um, albuquerque one was hysterical
1: as well um it's really the i was very surprised to find the uh, uh, fiori and de blanc in hell uh, with the cowboy and I, I i did not see that coming that was a great reveal he's been in hell this whole time that's why we've been repeating it over and over again yeah. and now uh Jesse's in trouble
2: yeah I feel like uh, you know if you are in how it does it's it's just kind of you uh, you know there is a theory that you have to repeat like uh, the worst part of your life over and over again you know maybe like doing a podcast for 10 years or something I don't know Uh,
0: can I mention something this is not exactly a spoiler but it's something that is not clarified in this episode or necessarily in the next episode so I think it's fair to talk about from the comics Cool with you guys if we bring it up. Sure, please. Okay, so in the comics, when the cowboy kills somebody, they stay dead. So that's that's kind of an interesting thing that happens in the scene, and a sad thing is that happens in the scene is the cowboy shoots DeBlanc. That means DeBlanc is off the board at this point, and is a really sad counterpoint to what we've seen all along that they keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back. Um, so I wish they had. I mean, maybe they will clarify that at some point, but I wish they had clarified that a little more in this episode just because that's it a big spoiler play. well it's it's maybe a spoiler. I mean, I don't know if they're going to do it the same way in the that's TV true. show necessarily, but at least if that is the direction that they're going, that really makes the whole arc of their buddy buddiness or potentially being in loveness uh, that much sadder at the end,
2: yeah, yeah. Because when that happened, I mean, it was like, oh, I hope this isn't the same as the comics, uh, because I do, I want them to get back together.
1: Yeah. yeah. It sounds like it is, though. <laughs> yep. Well, well, we'll we'll see, though. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I guess. I have a feeling it is. <laughs> so, probably.
0: Well, uh, let's talk about somebody that did come back this episode, and that's Cassidy. So... We speculated, it was a real shot in the dark here, but that Cassidy, after being set on fire by stepping out in the sun several episodes back, was in a room and being fed animals by Tulip. Turns out it was Cassidy, and he's horribly burnt, and she is feeding him animals, and Tulip passes the responsibility on to Emily, and then Emily does some totally fucked up shit. Uh, Yeah, she does.
1: Talk about the storyline at all? Uh, Yeah, I did not see that coming. Emily is a bad girl. She yeah. feeds her boyfriend to a
2: vampire. I know that was a short-lived relationship. Like she finally admits that they're together, and then what does she do? Tricks him to visit her. Oh man, that's I fucked mean, up. I've been there, though. I've been yeah.
1: there. Have you? Yeah, I've really? been. I I had broken up and fed to a vampire. Oh wait, no. oh, oh, are you undead? Yeah, I've been saying that for a long time. Oh wow, sweet. I've lived. I've been
2: alive for hundreds of years. Oh well, I so- explain to. You. Classical training and acting, exactly. So, why training. do you think
1: she killed
0: Miles? Though, <laughs> why do you think she killed Miles? That's well, it. Wasn't quite clear to me why she went from zero to a hundred on being like, eh, "I'm not really into him." To eh, I'll feed him to a vampire.
2: Well, I feel like if you are in a scary situation, like "Oh shit, I need to feed a vampire," and it don't want to be me, it's the time for low hanging fruit, and the guy who's annoying you and calling you and bothering you. Uh, yeah, I guess that's the easiest option. I mean, who else is she going to get? Like, is she going to go to a bar and drag some drunk out or go find some, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, well, but the easiest she, option.
1: But, Pete, she could have easily just kept feeding him a- the animals. You make it right. sound like she was choosing between going to the grocery store and murdering somebody. <laughs> Uh, I think it was more because she felt trapped by—she didn't really like him, and she knows that he's like not a nice guy. Mm-hmm. But he he was being very nice to her, and so she felt trapped in that relationship, and she saw this as a way out. She wanted to protect the innocent little fluffy creatures in the house above the sort of slimy boyfriend.
0: Miles. But he's not even that slimy. He's just a sad little man, and that's it. It was— to me it was a crazy over the top reaction to being like uh i don't i don't know about this guy i guess i'll just feed him to somebody
1: yeah but he's she's yeah it's a big choice she and she's a good girl like who can't maybe make a big choice like that without going so far uh but you know that he's like he's like a worm tongue type dude who's like up to no good yeah he's really? like cat Casually evil. Yeah, he's like
2: – He's definitely casually evil. I mean he's hanging out with a r- lot of evil people and that like uh, phone call, that crazy laugh and he's like, I'm coming over. Like everything's changing now. I feel like I'm empowered. And at that – from her, that point on, her life would have been hell anyway. Uh, so yeah, she was like, well, fuck this guy. I'm going to feed him to a vampire.
0: It's pretty crazy. Um, but uh jesse does bring cassidy back from the edge i I like this stuff i like to i mentioned this before but i really do um like cassidy and jesse together i think they're pretty great um how how did you feel about the relationship here
1: cute makeup they're buddies again everything's cool
2: yeah i love that i love that scene where they're like well what would you do for me well i'd help you bury the body Well, let's do that then. You know, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. just, you know, two friends till the end. Pretty sweet. Uh, The last part of the trio
0: we should talk about is Tulip. Tulip makes some big moves this episode. Uh, We've heard about Carlos before, and we know that Tulip has been on a mission pretty much since the first episode, and that the face of that mission is finally revealed. Um, Let's talk about this plot line. What did you guys think about what was going on here with Tulip?
1: Yeah, she captures Edgar from You're the Worst. Exactly. Who would have, who would have seen that coming? I, I don't know who that is. You should uh, really watch other TV shows, Pete. I will not. I will not. <laughs> Smart choice. Uh, well, it's funny. Carlos was built up, in my mind anyway, to be some like big bad dude. And then the fact – we don't get to meet him here, but the fact that it's uh, – Desmond Desmond Borges. Yeah. Uh, He's like such a doofy, like mostly nice guy. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious to hear what how bad what he did to screw them over so bad because he seems like a doof. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's kind of like
2: the the guy who just got uh, eaten by a vampire. He's kind of like similar kind of doofy kind of mm -hmm. dude. Uh,
0: Yeah, I'm excited we're finally getting there, though. This is a plot line that's been kind of simmering in the background, so it's nice that we're finally getting to it. Anything else you guys want to talk about with the episode before we move on?
1: Uh, I thought it was nice that the um, same big concrete wall from Breaking Bad was in this episode. Um,
0: Uh, Huge, huge. I've been hoping that wall would get more work ever since that episode, and it was great to see it
2: back. I I wondered if that was the same wall. I'm glad you pointed Mm -hmm. that out. It is, and it's that's where,
1: uh, isn't, uh, where Aaron Paul goes to get picked up and shipped out of town. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and it's funny that that's where uh, Fiore and DeBlanc go to get picked up to get shipped to hell. But that does a nice, like, weird continuity. It's used sort of the same way in all these different shows.
0: Yeah, do you think, though, that the wall is, like, feeling like it's typecast a little bit as, oh, I'm the wall where people get picked up to be taken out of town? I'm sure
1: it does. Yeah, it's very intimidating. But honestly, like... Jesse from Breaking Bad was going to get on the bus to his own personal hell, Mm -hmm. basically. Yep. Uh, And then he stays to also live in hell, but... Well, it's
2: nice to know if we need to go to hell, we know where to go. You go to that wall and you wait, and then someone picks you up and takes you there.
0: Yeah, well, I will say that The, uh, the Wall is appearing next weekend in a local community theater production of Carousel. Uh, and I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see the reviews. I'm excited to see what happens and just see it stretch its acting ability a little bit.
1: I hope The Wall can just finish the song, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. it's a wonderful day uh, for a clam bake. Uh, the, uh there's a great tree continuity in this episode, too, between the flashbacks to Cowboy Life and uh, the last scene where uh, Jesse and Cassidy are digging up their angel hands. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I want to find out when did Ratwater change its wonderful, very cool name to Anvil? You know, how did they get from one to the other? That's what I want to know.
1: Just some smart rebranding. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hmm. Interesting. All right, uh, and on. oh, one, one, one Last thing. I, yeah. I really love the scene with the sheriff in the uh, in the hotel room where he sees the seraphim. Uh huh. Oh right. He, he kills like that was so uh, intense. Like that was yeah, so w- a great moment.
2: That was a huge moment. Like what do you do there as the sheriff? You know, do you wait for the ambulance because by the looks of her, she's not going to make it. You know. Yeah. It's do you that think classic put her out of their misery type of thing.
0: Right. And I mean, you can certainly tie that back to his feelings about Eugene where Eugene stayed alive after a horrendous injury. Would Hugo have made a different choice? Would he have killed Eugene and let him die after he shot himself with a shotgun or not? And he gets to play that out here.
2: Uh, How powerful a moment though, where she's just in the background and you're like, you're kind of thinking what would be better to him to know that she's okay and then be like, what the fuck is going on in this town? And maybe lose his mind or not telling him and letting him live with the choice that he made. I mean, that was kind of crazy. Part of me wanted her to just make a cough or wave goodbye or something. <laughs> you know? Make a cough. Make a cough. Yeah, just like, <clears throat> uh, uh, look behind you. Uh, I'm cool. Let go <laughs> of my dead body, please. Thanks. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that's a weird idea. I just thought it was perfectly done. The fact that she appears, has died in the bathtub, and he doesn't know it yet, so he's still choking her. Yeah. It was just really cool. Yeah, it was pretty
2: good. <laughs> you think that's cool? You think it's cool? Yeah, it's a
1: cool moment in this cool yeah. show. It's, it's <laughs> cool. And we're cool dudes and a cool podcast. It's
0: cool to get choked in a bathtub. Everybody knows that, don't I
2: mean, you? Exactly. Guys, I've been there. Have you guys would have done the same thing? Would you have choked her out? No way! <laughs> no, no, one hundred percent no. There is no way I could choke a person to death, Pete. I
1: mean, I could I choke thought, a person to death, but I, I thought I wouldn't he was going to snap situation.
2: her neck. I was thinking for like a quicker, like I thought yeah, he was sure, just going to shoot her. Snap. He has a gun right there. Yeah. Jesus. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Don't I'd choke her. her. Well, but
1: but then it would call into he might get in trouble for shooting her. Mm, that's uh, true, uh, Pete. I got to say, if I ever look like incapacitated, um, mm-hmm. don't. Choke! Don't take that idea of putting me out of my misery. But if
2: you're saying to me, "Kill me," I mean, you. Got, I mean, what do you do? You're kind of you're helping the person. That's what they want. They're asking you to do that. Well,
1: I might be saying that. I might not be finished with a sentence. I might be saying, like, "Hey, <laughs> uh, you know, kill me, uh, kill me one of those great uh, deer out there because I want to <laughs> have some, some venison jerky." Like I don't All know, right, so. I, I could be in the middle of a sentence. Oh, okay. All
0: right. Yeah, that's true. Though that you said, before I choke him here's what I'd say, Pete: is if you get a sense that Justin is going to go, you don't hesitate. You don't even wait a second. Like, <laughs> if you see his eyes close at any point, okay. he, he's going to go. Yeah. You just you just choke uh, him
1: out. I've known for years that the last face I will see is Pete as he kills. <laughs> but I might Pete, I might be saying Kilmer, Val Kilmer, who oh, was a great man. actor in Tombstone.
0: Yeah. I yeah. One of the best. He was pretty good in Tombstone. Let's yeah. move on with our next section, which is Revelations, where we talk about big moments or things we learned in the episode or just in life. Justin, let's kick it off with you. What was your big revelation for the episode?
1: I mean, the fact that the cowboy is coming for Jesse, um, it, that means that means the next episode's gonna be insane. There's so much going on. Uh I, I love that. I love the reveal that he's been in hell and it, it's threaded together so many little moments in the show that I thought that was really great.
2: The show yeah. is very good. Justin, also the the fact that like I also like how the preacher when they talk about uh, the God, he's like, Yeah, Sunday. It's happening Sunday, you know, like he's yeah. selling it. Uh but I'm glad you're enjoying the show, man, because it is an amazing show, and it's an even better graphic novel. So I'm happy uh, that you are liking it. Thank you, uh, Pete, for letting letting this love into my life. Yeah. yeah. Pete,
0: on the other end, I would say, could you stop relating things to other things? I mean, just because there's a graphic novel, just shut the fuck up. Talk about just the TV <laughs> show.
2: I will, all right. I will take your notes, sir. I
0: appreciate you. <laughs> no, don't take my note. I don't <laughs> believe it. Pete, what's your revelation for the episode?
2: Uh, I am happy that uh, Preacher Jesse is finally uh, acknowledging his true love. And that phone call for me was that revelation. And I'm glad that he did that. Um, yeah, I thought it was a very powerful moment. I'm glad he's finally stepping up. Yeah, my revelation was Desmond Borges as Carlos.
0: I was just so happy to see him on the show. I think that's great, and I agree with He's you, Justin. Great. Yeah, it's, it's weird that he is the final reveal of Carlos because he doesn't isn't what I pictured at all, but I'm very excited to see what happens with him in the next episode.
1: I, I did have one final revelation. Um, I'm opening the hottest Brooklyn brunch spot, Pancakes in Merlot. So that's... Uh, <laughs> nice. I'll place be your there. Reservation. Yeah, place Is your reservation. It
2: underneath the bridge?
1: Uh, yeah, it's underneath, uh, down under the Manhattan Bridge uh, yeah. area. Yeah. Well, yeah, can Manhattan I get,
0: yeah. Can I get? Can I get M M&M and M pancakes there?
2: Uh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have an M M's, right? Uh, yeah, of course. Well, then just bring them fucking M M's. Yeah, I'll put them in my by myself.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. I don't Think you know how restaurants work? <laughs>
0: find out someday and you guys will find out how to support our show and other shows that we do by going to patreon.com slash comic book club we'll give you some fun prizes call you out on our podcast things like that Uh, also we do a live show every tuesday night at 8 p.m in new york that is totally free so please come on down we'll talk about preacher
2: and maybe some other things who even knows pete what else do you want to plug Find us on facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have coming up on our shows Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live.
0: Check us out at comicbookclublive.com. And Grandma, this episode is dedicated to you.
1: Aww, and, gra- and, and Grandma, this episode is dedicated to you too. <laughs>